What is up, friends? This is Ashley with Daily Encouragement. We are on another Monday, Maturity Monday, you guys. I'm really excited to do this episode. This episode is unexpected because I had one idea of what I was going to talk about, and this morning it just flipped the script. I was going to be talking about understanding um, and growing in maturity, and that way your ability to understand other people and their reference point in life for the sake of having quality relationships, but um, we are going to be talking about wisdom today, and it was inspired from a um, sermon my husband had did yesterday. We do home church. We've been doing home church for the last five years, and uh, I was thinking about um, what he was discussing with us yesterday about fear and, and wisdom, and I wanted to share that with you guys today, but before we jump into that, let's go ahead and pray, and we will jump into this episode. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, that we can approach your, th- your throne with confidence and grace, that you, were, you will be there for us in our time of need, Lord, and we need wisdom so bad in this age that we're in right now, Lord, and in and, and the times that we're living in, God. Um, and so, Lord, we just pray for your wisdom. Help us to understand the foundation of it, God. We say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Help us to understand that from that level and just build upward, Lord, and to really walk in the fear of you, not in the fear of man, not in the fear of circumstances, not in this sort of you know dreaded fear that I think a lot of us find ourselves in these days. Help us to walk in that reverential fear of you, Lord, of who you are, and the you know the the goodness of you and relationship to us, God, and that we will you know follow you from that place, Lord. So I thank you for this time that I have to share these things with uh, my friends out there in the podcast world and anywhere else, God, in the world. I pray that you will bless all of them as well to. Uh, just grow in wisdom, God. You say that um, there is a proper time and procedure for every matter under the sun. And Lord, who doesn't want to have, be able to discern the proper time and the right procedure for everything? God, we want to have good lives. We want to have prosperous lives, Lord. And I know you'll help us in every area of our life, God. So we just pray for your wisdom. We pray for your help today. And we thank you, God, that we can approach you. And I just pray that you would uh, bless every single person listening to this episode, God. We love you, and we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. All right, friends, so here we go. Um, Growing in wisdom. This was something that I never really understood, to be quite honest with you. Um, You know how everybody always says, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and that was really the the foundation of what my husband was talking about yesterday. And, you know, from what we were taught, or what not really, actually, we weren't really, really taught. We weren't really taught much about this, but our overall general impression of fearing God was just being scared of God. And uh, he likened it to the kids sitting in the corner sucking their thumb. And <laughs> I don't think that's what God intends when He talks to us about fearing Him. And so He looked up a couple. Dif- uh, he looked up the word fear yesterday for us, and I've got a couple definitions for you guys. And, you know, it's really important to look words up, you guys, and, and establish what you believe on the context of the truth in that way. You know, we sometimes can, you know, piggyback off of meanings that we hear, but it's not usually like the full meal, right? And uh, so I want to share this with you guys. So fear, there's two definitions. So it, it can be the emotion. Um, let me see here. That is, what's the word? Excited by threatening evil or impending pain accompanied by a, um, what's that say? I can't read my own, I can't read my own handwriting, you guys. 
but you're trying you're trying to avoid something okay there's a threat there's pain and you want to avoid it okay so that's that's one definition of a fear the second definition is reverence for constituted authority especially when accompanied by obedience right so there's the reverence so they that we can have a reverential fear for an authority and the other side of it is there's a threat or impending pain and you want to avoid it now with those two definitions you guys which one do you think that the lord wants us to live by does he want us to be excited you know feel threatened by him that he can that he can put pain on us in that way and then if you feel like god can put pain on you that you're going to avoid him i mean isn't that natural but is that more of the definition that you're living from or is it the whole idea of you have reverence for him because of who he is and we're going to talk we're going to talk about reverence too what is reverence you guys you know and let me let me go back to my notes here because there's a lot i want to share with you guys and i don't want to get too off track so reverence okay it's a feeling of profound respect often tinged with awe and affection and I was like, wow, I'm pretty sure that's the place the Lord wants us to live from is that type of reverence, that reverence of um, deep respect and affection for God. And the interesting thing, too, with this whole thing with uh, reverence, when it said when you're reverent for an authority that's accompanied with obedience, I start thinking about the word obedience again, you guys, and obedience is tied to submission. Okay, submission to a command, prohibition, law, or duty. Well, and then when you look up the word submission, the archaic definition of this word means to, it's your acknowledgement of your heir. So obedience has to do with submission. Submission has to do with your acknowledgement of, of the heir, right? And I was just like, wow. That's not necessarily how we even teach submission and obedience and what it's supposed to look like right? Obedience is just do what you're told. <laughs> but no one thinks about it from the submissive point of, of acknowledgement of error. You guys, do we know everything? You know, are we all knowing? Are there times where we have to acknowledge our error in order to, you know, really move forward and make progress in life? Um, it's just amazing how when you understand these words, it completely can change your paradigm and how you see God working in your life. And so then, then there's some scripture in Ecclesiastes and he goes, I know it will go better with those who fear God, who are reverent before him. Right. So again, fearing God, having reverence for him, awe, um, admiration, deep respect. That's the kind of fear he's looking for. Right. That kind of fear. And so I want you guys to think about that today too, you know, as far as your relationship with God, what, okay, if it's the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, what's your foundation? Are you afraid of God inflicting pain upon you? So you're going to obey his commands. So do you, but if you know the two definitions of those words, it's impossible to fear God. If you think he's going to in, inflict pain on you, it actually says you want to avoid that. So. But then are you, but now you're going to try to obey him and just follow his commands when really it's not obedience. It might be compulsion. And we'll get into that in just a minute. Um, let me see here. And, oh, and then it, 
another scripture in Ecclesiastes. It says, uh, for there's a proper time for seizure for every matter, though a per, oh, hold on. Whoever obeys his commands will come to no harm and the wise heart will know the proper time and procedure. And I was like, wow, it's pretty amazing how when you're in obedience to God, right? You fear him, you're in reverence of him, which you come under submission of him. You acknowledge your heir, which which is going to overflow into obedience. So I was just wanting to ask you guys, you know, what's your, what is your relationship with God right now? What is it like? What, what foundation of fear are you living under? Are you, are walking on if it's a foundation? So you're walking on this foundation of, you know, oh, God's going to, God's going to put pain on me if I don't do what he says. So you're afraid that way, trying to build your life on that and obeying his commands, right? Or is it really the reverential awe of God looking back on your life and acknowledging, wow, I know where I was. I know where I'm at now. God's given me so much grace. He's helped me in so many ways. Um, you know, and, and, and have you, and maybe you haven't even, you know, have you poured your heart out to God like that in a way where you've asked him to help you in your life, in those deep areas of your life? You know, how can you have reverential awe for a God when you haven't even acknowledged those places in your in your life and in your heart that you know you need help. You, have you acknowledged the air of your ways and how you need His guidance in your life? And if you have, appreciating what He's done and have the places that He's brought you, and maybe where you were. And if you're not making progress in your life, you know who's who's responsible for that. You know, I, let's be honest, you guys. I feel like sometimes we forget the authority that God has given to us. You know, God says that we're made in his image and he's given us responsibilities. And I feel like sometimes we just are like, well, that's God's job. And so we just get really kind of lax sometimes on what we expect him to do versus what we're supposed to be doing. So it's like, are you bringing your whole self into relationship? That's your responsibility, right? God isn't just gonna invade your life and take over everything, right? He's he's never been like that. Um, he will try to redeem your life. He will go look for you like he did with Adam when he realized, you know, maybe, you know, God was walking around the cool of the day and obviously God must have had his sense that something wasn't right. You know, maybe Adam wasn't approaching him, right? You know, God's walking around the garden and he's like, huh, Adam's not around. Hmm, that's kind of strange. Because before Adam was in fellowship with God, him and Eve, and then God's walking around the cool of the day and he realizes, well, where do they go? They're not here. Hmm, that's strange. Um, why are they not walking with me? And God will come and find you, right? He will, he'll be like, hey, where'd you go? And, uh, but you have to be able to acknowledge that you need to be found in that way, right? I mean, if God approaches you and say, hey, where'd you go? What were you thinking? You gotta be willing to speak and say, well, this is what's been going on, right? That's your responsibility to bring your thought processes that you've had and and the different things that you believe that led you to outcomes that you're not happy with in your life. That's your responsibility. And uh, we can't expect God to do something that we're not willing to acknowledge. Um, God will let, God lets people live in their decisions. I mean, that's really how sovereign he is in that way. And 
You know, I, we know we know God is sovereign; He's in control. But we have to realize also the controlling authority He's given to us as mankind. He's given man the earth to rule, you guys. And you know, all the crap that you see going on in the world, and you think, oh, well, why doesn't God do this or that? It's like, why doesn't man understand the responsibility that God has put on them? and the decisions that they're supposed to be making that only they can make. You know what I mean? Um, I did a video on YouTube a long time ago, you guys talking about this whole thing is like, okay, if if we expect God to just come down and judge these situations, what what situations are you supposed to judge, right? Put, what, if we're gonna put all the account of, you know, put some accountability on God, well, what accountability are we gonna put on man to the point to where he's responsible, right? And so um, just think about that, you guys. Are you taking full responsibility in your relationship with God, in your heart, the things that, you know, everything, and are you bringing that to him? And when you realize that you can bring everything to him, even the parts of your life that you would, you know, feel ashamed and stuck, you can know that God will always find you in those places. I mean, just like he did with Adam, you just have to be willing to allow the Lord to walk you through a different thought process. You got to acknowledge the thinking that led to the, bad, to, to the bad outcome. And then you also got to acknowledge and be in submission of your heir, right? Okay, I acknowledge my heir, Lord. I'm in submission to you. How do I need to think about this differently to get a better outcome in my life, right? And God will give us practical wisdom, just like he did with Adam. He gave him an animal skin. <laughs> a fig leaf is not sufficient to work in the field, right? So God will give you practical wisdom for that situation. And so we got to be able to see God in that way. We got to see him as you know, he gives us divine wisdom, but it, but it's very practical in the sense where it's going to give you tools and equip you for the context of your life and the situation you're in right now. Okay, whatever current problem you're having, um, he's very real to us in the way of working in our everyday lives and the different things we're going through. It's just a matter of you acknowledging that and not being afraid. So, oh, and the other thing I want to touch on with you guys before I forget is... Hold on a second. So when I'm in fear of God and have that reverence, that should compel me to be obedient, right? When you have that real reverence for him, that awe, that deep respect, because you you see that when you were stuck in your shame, God drew you out of that. Is that not enough to cause you to have reverence for him? Like, wow, I was stuck in my shame, Lord, and you drew me out of it. When I judged myself with worthless and unlovable, you found me in that shame, right? Was it the serpent that came and looked for Adam? You know, it was God, right? God's the only one. God God is the command giver, and then he also gives you the ability to follow his commands. But you've got to see him in that relationship. He's going to give you the law, and he's also going to give you the ability to fulfill the law. But you have to learn how to live with those negative emotions that you have inside of you when you don't follow God's commands. You still got to know that he's with you in that place. And so... Um, I want to touch on this really, really quick before my kids wake up, guys. I already hear the door, the door starting to open. So <laughs> I want you guys to think about it. you got to acknowledge the reasons that you're in awe of God, right? Do you have a deep respect and affection and awe for Him? And is your obedience really just compulsion? You guys think about that. Do you guys know, I'm going to tell you guys what compulsion is really quick, really quick. Compulsion is when you perform an act that's contrary to your conscious will. So if your foundation is fearing God, you're that kid sitting in the corner sucking your thumb, but you know that you have to obey God because that's you know that's what God demands. And, but, and you're calling that obedience. 
but is that really obedience, right? If obedience is submission and submission is acknowledgement of error, are you living that way? Or are you really saying, I'm afraid of you, God, that you're going to hurt me. So I'm going to try to get away from you. But I know that at the same time you demand obedience. So I'm going to follow your commands. But inwardly, you know that those things that you're doing is contrary to your conscious will. God doesn't want you to live contrary to your will, right? He wants your will to be in submission to his will. You're not serving God if you are doing what he says, but you know your will and you doing that is against it. Does that make sense, you guys? That's compulsion. That's not obedience. So being able to look at your life and establish really where you're at in your relationship. Are you fearing him with the, with the reverential awe and the deep respect? Or are you the kid sitting in the, in the corner sucking your thumb afraid God's going to in, inflict pain upon you? And so you are going to obey him. So are we going to obey God at good morning out of our deep respect for him and out of the shame he's drew us out of and our acknowledgement of our error and our need to have his wisdom in our life in that way? Or we just kind of going about it in the way of I'm scared. I better do what he said, but there's no real relationship there. There's no, your will is contrary to God's. You're just following his commands because you're really trying to get out of the fear and it's not really on the basis of you building this intimate relationship with with him that he wants you to have and it's you guys so just think about that we, we need wisdom but how we are going about carrying out the fear of the lord in our life and what that looks like is going to determine whether we're going to get true wisdom or not so i hope you guys have an awesome rest of the day i better get off here i'll see you guys tomorrow for we talk about bonding and what that looks like, you guys. And um, that's a really important subject to me because I didn't realize how foundational that was in the found in the body of Christ and for us to be able to utilize our, our gifts and talents. So, all right, you guys have an awesome rest of the day. I'm going to get off here and I will see you next time.